Welcome back to Verity Ed, where parents are primary. It is summer where I'm sitting and we have just finished fifth grade with my third child. So I've been very excited about that. And today I'm going to take advantage of that for your sake by looking back over my year and telling you the top five things I loved about Mother of Divine Grace this year. And then if you stay through all the way to the end, I'm going to give you a bonus with two ways I tweaked Mother of Divine Grace curriculum to fit our family's needs and this particular child. So stay tuned all the way through. Let's get going. So like all top five videos, this is going to leave you wanting more. So if you get to the end of this and you want to know more about what particular books I did or used or why for history, go and see this video here. And if you want to know more about how I do writing in the homeschool, and fifth grade is a big year for writing, see this video here. And there are many others I'll mention throughout to help you flesh out your decision making. But let's get right to my first like, my big pro for Mother of Divine Grace. Fifth grade is that it is classical. And what do I mean by classical? Well, for that, you can see my video on what is classical education. But most importantly for fifth grade, language arts and writing is integrated into every single subject. That integration means that it is super efficient. That's because we don't have eight subjects that we're studying an hour a day each in the Mother of Divine Grace curriculum. We have five or six subjects that are 20 to 40 minutes each and then the hour of math. And many of those subjects, some days it'll be a shorter amount of time, some days longer, but it's always respecting the child's attention span and it is eminently flexible in that regard. Some moms like more workbooks because it's independent and they can just say, go do this workbook page while I do XYZ. And there are times in life when you need that, but using the Mother of Divine Grace fifth grade really challenged me to sit down and spend time with that child doing oral work and discussion. There were days I couldn't get to it, but every time I saw what was coming up the next week, I knew I needed to make time at least for oral review of poetry, states and capitals, and going over the history reading questions. So again, it challenged me to stay classical for her. Number two in my top five likes of Mother of Divine Grace fifth grade is the poetry list. I love this year's poetry, and it culminates in Paul Revere's ride. If you use this curriculum, they have been building up to this long, long, long poem over many years. If you can get together with friends who are also doing Paul Revere's ride and have a big poetry recitation party, so much the better. And I also love Oh Captain, My Captain, the last poem of the year even though it makes me cry when she says it. Number three is the use of Emma Searle's intermediate language lessons for language arts and composition practice. And are you a little bit down on Mother of Divine Grace because of a perceived lack of writing instruction? That's okay, see my video about that. But I do love Emma Searle, and again, the challenge that it gives me to stay oral and to be discussing with her throughout the year, even when I'm tempted, oh, she's in fifth grade, she's the one I can ignore. I like that Mother of Divine Grace and Emma Searle draw me back to sitting down with her and making that time, even if there's a two-year-old climbing all over me during the conversation. Just a note on Emma Searle, if you want more formal composition, you can just add in another component like IEW composition, or you could add in a Memoria Press classical composition 
curriculum just as a little bit of a, a formal instruction if you want that. But I like Mother of Divine Grace and the progression with Emma Searle through the fifth grade. Number four, history and the history living books. Pioneers and Patriots continues to be the historical sort of timeline spine book, if you will, a textbook. It has great discussion questions at the end of every chapter, and it definitely gives you a view on American history that is not WASP, that is not white Anglo-Saxon Protestant that many of us grew up with. So it's going to explode mom's mind a little bit too. But the best is the reading list of the history readers. They're reading Johnny Tremaine and they're reading, oh I have to look at my list, Amos Fortune and Freedom Train. They read Robert E. Lee and they read Gettysburg about Gettysburg. Yes, what's that called? The Long Road to Gettysburg. Thank you. That's a good one. She remembers because fifth grade was awesome. I love the list of books. They're memorable. There are challenge reads. There are easier reads. It's a good ebb and flow throughout the year that really kept my child engaged in the latter part of American history. And number five, my top love of Mother of Divine Grace is the Baltimore Catechism schedule. I just love the constant review and over the year slowly expanding the number of questions. This year they have jumped up into Baltimore Catechism number two, the gray book. So the questions are the same, but the responses are more drawn out and a little bit more in-depth for the child. So you can really see them stretching their minds. Why did we add that phrase to this question this year? When we say that God is the supreme being, what do we mean? All of these different add-ons to what they've been memorizing up through fourth grade um, really are fruit for discussion. And I really enjoyed using that Baltimore Catechism this year. The BC can be a little overwhelming if you don't have a schedule of which questions to review, which weeks to make sure that the child isn't losing all the hard work that they put in the first half of the year when you get to that second half. Um, and Mother of Divine Grace does a great job of pacing the review and adding on new questions. Honestly, with the religion, I could do without the fifth grade use of the Ignatius Press Faith and Life. I find it a little bit too traditional and kind of cookie cutter. My particular child enjoyed reading it this year on her own, but where we really saw the faith coming alive was substituting in or even adding on for her a schedule of reading biographies of saints. So we used the Ignatius Press Vision Series and we tried to map those saints' lives onto her readings in history um, or to thematic liturgical uh, times of the year like Lent or Saints feast days and that was where we really saw the faith coming alive. I will there was one exception to that the final chapter in faith and life for fifth grade was about the four last things heaven hell death and judgment and it just sort of the way it was articulated in the book for her just captured her mind and we ended up with this really deep conversation about the four last things. So you never know, like you might think a book is kind of cut and dry and then there's this moment of brilliance like that at the end that makes it worthwhile. So I wouldn't discount faith and faith in life, but I just wanted you to know that I kind of share the, uh, this is a little dry, right? So just my thoughts there and my experience I wanted to share. So tweaks for us that we did. We ended up using Memoria Press's Latina Christiana for Latin, and you can see my review of that here. 
And we also, I, I really could do without the science, the concepts and challenges. They read a book, they have a series of questions. It's kind of workbooky, kind of cut and dry, the way Mother of Divine Grace approaches it. Although they do encourage you throughout the year on a schedule to do some of the hands-on activities or to get outside. But I wanted something much more immersive that I could do with all of my children together. So I went with exploring nature with children and you can see that review here as a way of, again, sort of enlivening and adapting the Mother of Divine Grace fifth grade to be hands-on, classical, and in all of its aspects conducive to my child's learning. If exploring nature with children isn't your style, I would recommend just getting one of Janice Van Cleve's books on science, which I will link below, such as Oceans for Every Kid, and just working through the hands-on activities there. Schedule yourself one activity a week with them and just really enjoy science that year. So there you have it. That's my top five likes of Mother of Divine Grace fifth grade and some of the ways that I massaged it to make it work in our family. If you enjoyed this video, please subscribe and ring the notification bell and share it. If you are in a mom's group and you talk about things like curriculum and you're like, gosh, I wonder what Mother of Divine Grace is like, send this video to your friends right now so that they can get someone else's insight or take on it. I don't know if I have insight. I hope so. But anyway, thank you so much for watching and subscribing and sharing, and I will see you next time on Verity Ed.